Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that he takes two best friends who love movies and puts them across the table with microphones to record a podcast each and every week. That's a very good description. That's that's it. I kind of went around the asses. Yeah, I got did, there. Yeah. This is uh, Sorry You're In My Seat. We leave no stone unturned on the quest to find the greatest of all time. And this week we're taking a little bit different. Yeah. We're going back to one of our sillier episodes. Oh, yes. Because every now and again, we like to throw one of these in there, like doing an A to Z episode where you take the alphabet and you have to create uh, favorite film characters with each letter or directors or an actor. Sometimes we've done things like the 80s or Christmas, you know, even themes or then, you know, we've played games. Yeah, plan a heist where you have to pick fictional film characters to pull off the perfect heist. This week, James has come up with an absolute cracker. Yes. Which is take any film characters and put them in an all-star lineup for your football team. And by football, we mean football, yeah. soccer. So, so this is basically inspired by, you know, Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's inspired by. Essentially. <laughs> and this is definitely your home turf because you're a football fan and I haven't watched football since I was about 15. So fine. there's too many years in between that and now, James. Yeah. But but you know what? You, it's just a bit of fun. And that's the one thing that when we always do these silly episodes, people get into like, these are the ones that cause the most debate. It's like, you can't have him as a goalie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do get a bit of bantery with these ones. So that's what we're going to do. We've got our 11 uh, squad players. Can I, can I just say that you've got a clipboard? I do. I feel like you're well prepared for this. I've put my names. I, I've even got my, uh, yeah, my formation started. <laughs> I've got everything done. I've got a couple of subs. I've got a manager. Um, I've got my mascot. I've, I'm ready to go, James, yeah. but I know I'm going to lose, so it doesn't matter. That is our show this week. We are doing Who Would You Pick? Out of all the film characters. Now, also, it's worth saying, don't be a dick about this. Don't yeah. pick a T-Rex for your defense no. you know, from Jurassic Park. No. Don't pick a wizard up front, you know, no. anything like that. Like, you've got to... One, can they play football? That's the, you know, do they have legs? And can they kick a ball? Oh. Two, are they manageable? Are they, you know, yeah, because you can't pick like a ghost, <laughs> you know, or you can't pick Skynet or something like that. So it's got to be, are they actual human beings that could actually play a game of football? And also, I think it's only fair to say, would they play the game? So you can't have Voldemort because he'd be off trying to kill a kid. I think I've got. And I, I, there's going to be one or two that there's going to be differences, but I'm going to tell you how I'd come from it from a manager perspective. Although I do have a manager, so I'd hope that they would do it. <laughs> okay. And um, of course, if we come up with any of the same, we have a substitution list. So if, yes. uh, if, if we pick anyone that the other's got, we have to sub them and bring on someone from our bench. So that is what we're doing this week. We've also got a couple of movies to talk about. I've watched Nightmare Alley, the new uh, Guamel del Toro movie, Ooh, which is on good. Disney. Yep. Um, I've also watched uh, North of Hollywood, the uh, indie drama rom-com love letter to skateboarding. Um, and I've also watched another movie that I've forgotten about. It's all right. And you'll remember it soon. I but will. most importantly, have you watched Morbius? No. Right. So um, this week I've gone to the small screen. I also have not seen Morbius. <laughs> I'm like the millions and millions of people out there who do not care. Joe Bell. I've seen Joe Bell. That was the other movie. So sorry, carry on. Um, I've gone to the small screen this week. I've gone. You know what? I'm going to start off with mine because you've watched these great movies. Good for you. You go, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start off. I'm going to talk about. I've got access to Disney Plus now and I've gone back to many moons and I've been posting about it on the internet this week. I'm going to stick my head out there and say American Dad, Seth MacFarlane, is far better than Family Guy. I like the storytelling, the aspects. I always find Family Guy goes for the cheap joke. You know, it doesn't go for the strict writing. American Dad, the characters like each other. There's good storytelling. It's got more believable characters. The alien Roger is one of the most human characters you'll see in the animated world. What I'm trying to say is American Dad 
give it a watch. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time. And what I really liked is I posted on social media, a lot of people in agreement, American Dad is better. It doesn't take the dirty sort of road. It takes the higher road. Much better voice casting, despite the fact it's really weird, is that the voice casting is pretty much exactly the same as Family Guy. Don't get me wrong. I, I think you're right that Family Guy harnessed a lot of skills mm. to get American Dad so right. Yes, that's it's, a good point. I think the thing with me, though, it, it, I suppose, and it's, I suppose it's also like Futurama, now, uh, you nothing, see, what's really funny is is these two, I still think Futurama is miles better. <laughs> yeah, and Simpsons, don't get me wrong, has the, you know, so many iconic scenes and episodes and characters. But Futurama certainly is a Matt Groening kind of learning what he's learned from The Simpsons yeah. and then really harnessed it into a quality show. I think Futurama is quite possibly one of my, it's my second favourite animated TV series behind like the 90s Batman, which was so good. But that doesn't take away that I do like Family Guy because... Um, yeah. I watched it a lot when I was at college and it was it's that the BBC right time. free, you yeah. know, two, there was about four episodes a night. And just, I remember that time living at home when I was at college and just watching Family Guy all the time, every night, just about. So I've been steeped in really early American Dad. I've not watched anything past like season six of either show. So I am trying to build up the reservoir of watching these animated TV series, but they're a fantastic watch. Um, it's really good to see. Um, but that's not the only thing that's caught my attention lately. Um, Seth MacFarlane. The reason I'm on a bit of a Seth MacFarlane drive is so lately I've been rewatching. Sorry, not rewatching. Watching for the first time, The Orville. Oh yeah, have you seen it? I watched a bit of it. So what I'm going to say here is, this is my my love. This sorry, this is Seth MacFarlane. When you listen to him, you know he's a big fan of Star Trek, especially Star Trek: Next Generation. He loves old Star Trek generation. Throughout all of his like things that he makes, there's always reference to Star Trek. You know, he even gets like Patrick Stewart to play uh, Sanders Bullock. You know, in Family Guy, the cast go and spend some time with Stewie. Mm. So obviously a huge fan. You'd be forgiven for thinking the Orville is actually a piss take, a mockumentary, you will, or a mocking of what we'll call interstellar travel. And I think when you watch it, the first five episodes are that they're kind of like taking a backhanded swipe to this type of thing. But once you get past that especially into series two, um, you actually get a show that could stand up to Star Trek, which is really good. It starts off as kind of like a, like a, you know, a piss take, if you're not a piss take, but then you see the love, the kind of the intricate storylines, the characters, it's Star Trek, but more realistic. I, the adventures of the Orville and its crew are somewhat actually the most compelling hours of television I've watched recently. It's actually been really nice to see, what started off as something as a love letter has grown into something that you could argue could stand up to the thing it's supposed to be love lettering. It's is that like saying though that like Scrubs, it, what Scrubs is to ER, let's say, yeah, that's how. And this is that ER was very straight laced medical drama. Yeah, Scrubs could starts be seen off as, as comedy. A, yeah, but, but then, actually, there's loads in Scrubs that is brilliant, which you can argue you, the the drama elements stand up to it. And this is fantastic. There is a uh, Isaac is this character, this this fully automated AI. And his storyline is, I I put that up against there, some of the best Star Trek storylines. It was fantastic. For me, it doesn't go on long enough. It was a really good like two-parter. It's fantastic. Ted Danson plays a general and it's lovely. Well, like, a good old Ted Danson sign. That's what I'm all about now. The Orville has been fantastic to watch. The third series is coming out. And I'm just saying now that this led me on to something. I don't like to throw big conversations at you. I don't like to do that without giving you a heads up. But I was ranking in my head the streaming services. <laughs> And I was just thinking Marvel, uh, sorry, Netflix started off with it all. Mm. It's probably got the best basics because um, it knows, because it was the original, it knows how to start it. And I think it's got the most best originals. But Disney's got the best 
quality's best licenses now. If he doesn't like somebody, he'll go get it. You know, you can watch Buffy, you can watch The Orville, you can yeah. watch anything you like. But Amazon, Disney isn't making way for indie filmmakers yeah, exactly. and new storytellers to come up the ranks, which where is, Netflix is. Which is, that's what I was going to say. So Netflix has now changed and is doing that. But The Dark Horse, mate, the one that's coming out of nowhere, is HBO Max. Because I've also finished, this week, The Peacemaker. And I've got to say, what a phenomenal series. I've loved it from start to finish. I don't think there's been any low points. It's been sensational. John Cena, who is not... Well, before recently, I wouldn't say he's the greatest actor. He's done something phenomenal with his character. That's that's C-list, let's be honest. We were talking before we recorded. I, I said he's C-list. There's a character in there called Vigilante. He's probably like D-list. They've done such a great job of bringing to life these characters I didn't care about. It's so good. Yeah. It's brilliant. And then on top of that, you've got Amazon, which is the richest. So you presume that they're going to start with the Lord of the Rings series that's coming up. They're going to start building like huge storylines, massive, like throw money at problems, get the best actors in biggest sets. It's going to be amazing. We are literally about to reach a an even bigger golden age of streaming services. And why do I bring this up? Well, because Apple TV must be doing a good job because they've just won a flipping Oscar. So what I'm saying is, how can you say no to any of this constantly quality TV that's on the screen right now. Oh, yeah. There's so much. And I find myself now, more than ever, wasting time because I can't decide what to that's watch. That's the point I was going to get to. So now you've got... An, you used to have five channels. Mm. So you watch five things and you're troubled. Then you invented Sky. Now you've got infinite resources where you can watch... You can watch, mate, The Orville. You can watch Family Guy. If you like me, mate, you might stick a bit of Rise of the Foot Soldier 3 Marbella on in the background. It's a difficult time to pick something. How do you pick? That's genuinely a question. How the fuck do you pick something now? <laughs> you sound like, well, I imagine my grandparents were like, the internet. It's a, you could type things and see things. It's like, these pictures are moving, mate. Yeah. It's, but I genuinely don't know where I'm going to go. It, I'm going to do The Mandalorian. But after that, mate, I don't know. I mean, Overwan's on its way, so that's the big oh, one yeah, for me. Of course, me. that's a big one. And Moon Knight's, and Moon Knight's Moon been Knight's sensational good, yeah. as well. Yeah, I like the first two two episodes of that. I find it really enjoyable. I think I think you're right. Now the problem is, if I've missed the boat on something, it's very hard now to think I'm going to catch up. So yeah. whereas famously I did it with Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's I happening, isn't it? started that when, episode, when season eight started. I started Game of Thrones, caught up. Now looking at Ozark, I'm like, it's only four seasons, 10 episodes, 40 episodes you to watch. Time. But I'm like, that's a big commitment. Mm. Especially when you've got new episodes of Moon Knight, Moon Knight coming out. Mm. You know, the next series of The Awful, mate, well, I'm going to be watching that. It's it's a hard time to pick and choose. You have to quit work. I'm going to have to stop working <laughs> just so I can watch more social media <laughs> and, uh, and, and streaming services. Fair enough. So that was, that was my massive rant. Also, I may have watched a film that I know that you love called The Raid. Oh yeah, that film's brilliant. It was. It was. Oh, just, you've seen it before, though, haven't you? I have seen it before. I yeah. saw it with you. Um, oh, of course, yeah. It was a great. Do you know what? It's that time of that was. It's a time in the two thousands where we just wanted action. The storyline is so simple, but done so well that then you see like dread, and you're like, oh, it's the right. Yeah, they've, they've just put dread in here. It's it's really it's a perfect example of foreign cinema influencing major blockbusters, and it's fantastic. Just like um, Internal Affairs, obviously gave birth to. Um, I can't remember that film. The Departed. <laughs> the Departed. It's that type of video. It's great to see. I just, I've just had a really fun week watching the small screen and then watching this on a blinder Saturday night, just watching randomly The Raid. <laughs> Sometimes I love a movie like that that takes place in a building, mm. you know, or on a train or on a bus. Yeah, I'm talking about speed. I'm talking about Under Siege. But you know what I mean? I like Sometimes I like movies that... Oh, it's just in one place. Yeah. You know, after Jet Set and Globe Trot and all that kind of stuff. Just in a building. Yeah. Dread is brilliant for that. And the, that's the problem, isn't it? Is because if they ever do do Dread 2, which I think they will do, 
Carl Urban is hot shit at the minute. Why would you not do Dread 2? Because he's all over. He's like, sign me up, I'm ready. You have to go to like to Mega City 1 and show it all. And actually, I quite like that you didn't. You just, you just you knew it was there and it was fine. You know, now they have to kind of go into more of Dread's world. and Yeah. Can't do the same thing, can you? What I did or like, can they? Or can they, James? Oh, maybe. What I did like about Mega City is that he, was, he existed only in the background. And mm. that was really cool because you could see things, but you didn't have to care, if that yeah. makes sense. And this one building alone made you think, fuck, I don't want to live in this yes. these neighbourhoods. That's, like, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, and, oh, I don't know. And look at what happened in the Stallone dread. Yeah, no, great, wasn't it? Because that's the <laughs> thing. In Keith Urban's world, they might find Rob Schneider. <laughs> don't, I think it's worth the risk not to make it then. <laughs> Just in case they do find it, don't, don't make it. Um, yeah, I've seen some movies this week. Do you want me to do some movies or do you want to get straight on with some football? No, well? I've spoke loads about it. You speak loads about it. What's the point what of What do you want? Do you want Joe Bell? Do you want Nightmare Alley or do you want North Hollywood? Do you want the moment I'm most interested in is Nightmare Alley purely because it's Del Toro and you know that I am a slot for a bit of Del Toro. So how come you haven't seen it? Because I was too busy. Mate, there's 20 hours of Orville <laughs> to watch. About 160 episodes of American Dad. Well, Nightmare Alley is on um, Disney Plus at the moment. Last week we did an episode on Jim Carrey and we talked about how when Jim Carrey steps out of his known comedic roles to do something different, drama or, or, or thriller or whatever it may be, um, he, it's almost difficult for us to see him in that light and yeah. no fault of his own and actually that shines negatively on us because we should encourage people to stretch yeah their, we've labelled them yeah it's our fault and that's something about Del Toro and this movie that I think on first watch I've watched it twice it's a two and a half hour movie and I've seen it twice in the last like eight days because the first time I, I felt like I was missing something so I went back and watched it well I, so I probably got about two hours in then started it again for watch it from fresh because I think I'm missing something. Because again, going into it, I'm like, it's a Del Toro movie. I should love this film. Like, mm. I love all of uh, Guillermo Del Toro's movies. And there was something about it the first time around I didn't connect to. Now, the second time, I, I will say I, I did. So just giving you the synopsis. So it's a Bradley Cooper movie, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, William Defoe, Ron Pillman, Rooney Mara, and Richard Jenkins star in this film. It's based on the novel by William Lindsay Gresham, and it is a remake of the 1947 film of the same name. Bradley Cooper plays Stanton, Oh, that's a nice name. Yeah. He's a man with a past looking for a future. Drifting across America, stumbles across a traveling carnival fair. Becomes one of the carnies, mate. He gets a job working under Clem Hoatley, who played by Defoe, in a truly sinister role in the sense that he doesn't do anything bad, but the way he talks, you know he's he's evil. Just on nerves, you mate. Well, he he has this thing in it called, um, what's it? uh, I forgot what he calls him now. But basically, he will find a drug addict and a um, you know a homeless person, yeah, and he will put them in a cage to the point where they become so desperate for food that they'll eat like live chickens. Oh, sounds and nice. Then, and <laughs> then do the whole freak thing of like you know the man beast thing. Um, so yeah, William <laughs> Defoe is proper sinister in this movie. Um, so getting a job under Clem Holy Stanton, played by Bradley Cooper. Learns the tricks of the trade, the illusions, uh, everything that he needs to know as part of this traveling show. Thinking he's much more, Stanton then wants to take his new skill to the big city and make a name for himself. The American dream, money, fame, and dishonesty as he becomes a psychic medium or a mentalist. Um, but with powerful, uh, wealthy foes, Stanton must beat the odds. Uh, of those bent on exposing him. So as he starts to rub shoulders with the wealthy and the affluent of the cities who start to take him on as a uh, advisor, as a, you know, as a, as someone that they go to because they've got money and they've got power and they want this, uh, you know, to speak to the dead and, and bits and pieces. 
obviously Bradley Cooper, it's all an act. It's all sleight of hand. It's all spoken mirrors. It's all about reading language and using cue words to, to kind of make the person believe yeah. what they want to believe. And then it starts to get dark and twisted when he starts to dig himself a hole. And actually how far is he willing to go down that hole for money, for fame, before actually realising he's in too deep. And that's when you get some really sinister characters. Richard Jenkins comes into this movie about halfway through. Um, as quite a terrifying individual to be working with. Kate Blanchett plays the uh, the psychiatrist who knows what Bradley Cooper's doing and you, you walks the line of, is she a friend? Is she a potential lover? Or is she leading him into a trap? So it's got all these kind of diverse storylines all intertwined. Sounds very interesting. Yes. Now, it isn't the dull Toro movie of, you know, the prosthetics, the, yeah. you know, the Doug Jones so, relationship. So where is know. Doug Jones in this? <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah. And I know, there's a carnival scene. It could have played any number of characters. Could have been in. the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Literally could have just cameoed in the background as like any character. But no, there is, it's Doug Jones-less. Um, it is two and a half hours long. It has to tell that story of that individual running from his past, joining the carnival, learning the skills, moving to the city, and then going into the third act where he is, top dog you know he is the Darren Brown if you will of the Del Toro world it was well received it was nominated for over 100 awards it was nominated for four Oscars but didn't take any home it looks great it's beautiful the production design on this is absolutely brilliant the carnival scenes are brilliant you know you get this idea that they you know the big top tents the lights they kind of the strongman Ron Perlman's like the strongman character in it you know, you've got the um, the electric. Of course, he is. Yeah, <laughs> you've got the uh, the you know the the person who survives the electric chair. You've got the tarot card readers. It's got this beautiful feel to it. This mm. uh, at the beginning of the movie, and it is awe inspiring. There's a scene where they lose someone in the haunted maze with you know, the mirror maze and yeah. the haunted house, and you're like, oh, this is you know this is the Del Toro stuff that I thought the movie was going to be. It does move away from that and become a bit more um, film noir towards the middle of the film when Kate Blanchett comes into it, but. It looks great. It's well acted. Everyone in this role is perfectly cast. Yeah. Tony Collette is in it for uh, the first section of the movie, brilliantly cast as the psychic medium who kind of starts to show him how to look through the crystal ball and the bits and pieces. Rooney Mara is the love interest. Maybe one criticism is the the love interest between her and Bradley Cooper doesn't really feel warranted. It's like, she's, yeah. she's pretty, he's good looking. Oh, they must become a couple. Oh, There's okay. no real like, where's the chemistry between them two? In. Yeah, but it's necessary because their arc and their journey together is necessary for the storyline. It's just their origin, their love blossoming. You, you don't re I didn't really feel like, it just felt like they were the two good looking people so they got <laughs> together. Um, but Rudy Mara does that thing that she does brilliantly, that uh, sensitive, um, you know, just really sweet kind of bit uh, but fierce kind of character that she does in, in movies that I love so much that she's been in. Um, Ghost Story being one of them. Um, I think Rooney Morris is excellent. It's long, but it feels like it needs to be that long to tell this story. It is an epic story. Mm. Now, did I enjoy it more the second time? Yes. Is it Del Toro's best work? No. But I would encourage anyone that likes uh, Guillermo Del Toro's films to go watch it. It's, like I say, it's part romance. It's part disturbing thriller. Um it gets dark towards the end. It ends really well. The end, the third, the third act is the best. In most films, it's first act, second act, and then the third act drops. This is, <laughs> it drops in the it middle. <laughs> this one kind of uh, picks it up and, and I think ends really, really well. Satisfactory, not perfect, but definitely entertaining. The so Nightmare Rally is on Netflix. Give it a go. Uh, is on Disney Plus. Give it a go. Yeah, it's, it's got to be on the list because I like the man. If he's trying something different, I should applaud him and give him a hands up. <laughs> Well done. Watch. <laughs> there you go. Would you 
<sighs> Would you like to do another one? Are you ready? Uh, no, I'll do my two after the football. Okay. Because my next two, I've not got enough to talk about them to save Warren. Like, I could have saved actually thinking about Nightmare Alley to the end because it's a big <laughs> film. The other two are more like indie darlings, so I'm going to save them for the end. So we both do the football bit. Fair enough. So football is as British as, as anything. Crumpets and tea, mate. Better than cricket. It's the sport that unifies his most of the world. It is the most popular sport in the world. It's a beautiful game. It is the beautiful game. We have seen it in this country many times. Do you know why it's the most popular game, James? Is it one of the oldest? No. It's because it creates the least injuries. Is it? So that's why it's played in more schools than any other sport, because there's less injuries from football. Do you know what? Sometimes I forget why I love you, and then you remind me straight away. That's what I'm here for. So the business of football is something so moronic and so overbloated that it's become a wild place of corruption and greed and signs of clubs going down the swanee because of bad investments. We're in a situation now where Saudi Arabia uses football to clean its image. It's bought Newcastle United hoping that, you know, bringing winning football games will stop you thinking about the violence it commits on its own citizens. So basically football is a use. Ryan Reynolds has bought Wrexham. And United. Ryan Reynolds has bought Wrexham. <laughs> but he's, t- he, so he has turned into something new. You know, he's taken a team that's below, but he's putting out these Twitter videos with him and Ron, uh, where they start commentating on the games. And it's hilarious. They are, they've tapped into something unique here, mm. something brilliant. So what does that mean? Well, we've got a football World Cup next... Uh, it's this winter, isn't it? It is this winter. It's our is that, winter, is that, is that Christmas? So in Qatar, which changes. But football's forever changing, like we said last week. Recently, one of the most biggest rivalries, El Clasico, between Barcelona and Real Madrid, sold out a massive stadium. It's the highest... So women's football, which is the biggest female sport, I believe, in America as well. It's the only sport where American athletes get paid more in that country. It is a fantastic time to be a football fan. Well, not fantastic time. It's weird time. You know, Jesus Christ, no one can afford to go to any of the games. So we thought we'd have a bit of fun. Now, I don't know about you, but I've always found that sports films don't always work, especially football. However... Some classics. We're going to have to go with Escape from Victory, where Vester Sloan needed to learn how to play a goalie so he could escape. Just call Victory. What? It's just called Victory. What? Yeah. Is it? That's a Mandela effect, isn't it? Fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's Everyone thinks that movie's called Escape to Victory, but it's, it's just Victory. It's Pele still in it. Alex, Michael Caine's oh, it's, yeah, it's all that matters. <laughs> As they beat the Nazis at their own game. <laughs> <laughs> Which has got... Um, the thing I love about that as well is you've got Max von Sydow in it as one of the German officers. Mm. And then I can't remember the actress who plays it, but there's a French lady just ready. <laughs> it's all like, it is, mate. Just, all it needs. And also, I'll never forget the moment when... Um, Stallone rugby tackles someone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we'll play football. He's like, <laughs> no, the English version. Oh, football. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I haven't seen that film too long. I need to see it more. But um, but also football now careers can end in fucking movie careers. Vinnie Jones, famously a hard man, now is a movie actor. David Beckham, famous for being a footballer as long as well as selling perfumes and clothes. You know, started, started acting in bit parts though. I, I'd like David Beckham because he knows he's not an actor. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that scene. His, his style worked very well, though, for, um, for that. What was that one that was in? With Charlie Hunnam, mate. Yeah. What was that <laughs> called? It's like Snatch in the Middle Ages. Arthur, mate. King Arthur. We King don't Arthur. Arthur. I, I, did, I saw it once. That was enough. I didn't need to see it again. But based on that film, they then decided that he'd make a really good director of the next Aladdin film. But never forget. Guy Ritchie did Aladdin. Guy Ritchie that is, did that is Aladdin. weird, isn't it? So. I'll never get not weird. Yeah. It is, it's one of those things that you have to remind yourself. Mm. Now, 
you and I have come up with teams to play each other in the, in the tournament of a lifetime. Oh. And also, if we're going to talk about football just quickly, when Saturday comes with Sean Bain. Of course. Obviously. You even talk about goal, goal two, goal three. Yeah, good. Damned United. I'd like to point out as well, actually, that there's a great underrated film 2001 called Kung Fu Football, where they, I don't know if you ever saw it, there's Kung Fu masters playing football. So they do these mm. really amazing things with the football. It was, it was different. Bend it like Beckham. I love Bend it like Beckham. So, in the crucible of fire. We've She's just, the man. I'll tell you where for it. <laughs> um, in the crucible of five, I don't know where, we're going to have 22 players, managers, teams, battle out of ultimate supremacy. Mm. I already know you're not going to like some of my choices. I know there's going to be hatred and banter, but I came with my team like a week ago and I hadn't really thought about it until today when you were like, no wizards <laughs> and no T-Rexes. So that's going to come up later. <laughs> However, it's time to start off where all dreams start off. What's your team name? It's my team name, mate. Because I'm a fictional kind of guy and I've got fictional characters, I decided to set mine in a fictional country, a mm. uh, city. So I've got Amity Island. Sharks, obviously, because it's the city from Jaws, but then also City United. <laughs> so Amity Island, Sharks, City United. There you go. <laughs> Cover them all. Cover them bases, mate. Also, you have to travel across shark-infested land when you play against us. So going to have you on your toes. You've got your people, but there's a good possibility they might get eaten. That's right. Home advantage. I like it. Home advantage. Mine's just called <clears throat> the football team. <laughs> I, was, I really wanted to call mine Team C because it would really annoy people. <laughs> That's very good. Um, who's your owner? Club owner. Yeah, club owner. Who's yours? <laughs> well, mine is because obviously I want someone rich because I've got a lot of big names in my squad. I need someone who's going to bankroll them. But I also want someone who's not going to give my manager any shit. So I mm. want someone who's quite laid back. So uh, Richie Rich, because if I don't like how he's doing things, I just beat him. <laughs> my, my club owner, because he's not on the pitch, so it's allowed. Yeah. Albus Dumbledore. Oh, we don't like that. Oh, we don't like that at all. I, I think he'd give a good Actually, locker you know room speech. I think he would. And also, I think he's fine because Albus Dumbledore won't cheat. He wouldn't cheat, he wouldn't to be cheat. fair. My team is full of non-cheaters, James. Oh, I've got some cheaters. Now, um, I don't know about you, but my... Sorry, Dumbledore's like track record of Quidditch. You know, <laughs> nothing ever went wrong in them games. So, yeah. It's actually quite possibly the shittiest sports event in the world. It's just like, they got invaded by these beasts that suck the happiness out of people. They were like, yeah, all right, then let's play another game. So you're like, absolute dickhead. <laughs> also, I don't understand because I know there's probably in the books there's some sort of magic when you fall off your broom and plummet to your death. Mm. In the films, there's not. <laughs> There's no, there's no blanket or anything. You fucking plummet to your death. I like to think also like Albus, he lays the golden snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Be in a minute, <laughs> <laughs> Professor. The, the, the game's due to start in a minute. Be in a minute. <laughs> I've caught it. Great. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> what about that? when he catches it in his mouth? He just like, double does like, a lozenge. <laughs> you don't know where that's been, Harry. <laughs> 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 Albus. <laughs> right, so obviously we're called the Sharks, so you think our mascot would be related to sharks in some way. Well, you'd be wrong. Fucking Rancor, mate. Oh, nice. <laughs> Go. Going with the terrifying team, mate. So you show up, the Sharks. Mm. No, no. Rancor, mate, will greet you inside the stadium. I can already see where we've differed already because <laughs> my mascot is Ted from Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it to mine, mate. I'd give it to mine. Um, that's pretty good. They were quite like Ted. 
Yeah, no. I thought Ted would just be foul mouthed at the sideline. Right. What I love about this is we've definitely gone some somewhere different. So I went to this for my physio. I want a doctor who's all right with breaking the rules because obviously I'm the villain. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this. It's been established what kind of thing I'm going for. So I went with Dr. Nick Riviera from the Simpsons movie because I think he'd be all right with steroiding the shit out of my players. So yeah, go completely different route, mate. That's what I'd have with a physio. I didn't pick a physio. I forgot. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. You can have... He's not on the pitch. It's fine. He's not on the pitch. It's fine. Um, so... Manager? Manager. I need someone who can communicate with big personalities, a lot of different languages, because this person needs to be the centrepiece, needs to know what they're doing, needs to have a clear plan, needs to be appreciated. When people are losing their shit around them, this person needs to be calm, calculated, and do something. And on the enterprise, she does jack shit, really. So when I stick at her as manager of my team... I get communication, mate. She's actually going to be doing something. Be, and I think there's big personalities in this team. And I think her, her, bearing in mind she stood up to Kirk and he was a bit of a dick. She'd give it. She'd give it. She'd give it. So I'm going to her, mate. I was going to go Dinklage. Not nice. Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Played by Vinnie Jones and She's the Man. I haven't seen She's the Man. I feel like I should have seen She's the Man. Amanda Byrne, Channing Tatum, mate. Amanda Byrne. Doesn't get accepted onto the football team because she's a woman. She just tends to be a man. She's the man. She's the man. Mate, he works on and two Billy, levels. Billy Jones is the football coach. He plays Dinklage. Does he swear? Well, no, it's a kids' movie, but he's, he's harsh and he's British. That's all. But then need. I changed it because after a few weeks ago, when we realised the greatest speech and inspirational <sighs> speech of all time was Thomas J. Whitmore from uh, Independence Day. Yes, that is who my uh, manager is. That's it. That's what you. That's what you need. So I guess it's starting lineups. Yeah, so we're going to start goalkeeper and work up the field. Yeah. Yes. What formation are you playing? I am playing a four-three-three essentially, but my, I've got. I've, I've actually given them roles as well in my team because I've proper nerded out on this list. One of the most famous phases in football when you're the underdog, you need to park the bus. That means is be very defensive. Don't let the team get any shots. So park the bus, park the bus, be defensive. So I've taken that literally in my goalkeeper's Optimus oh. Prime. Because <laughs> I would turn him into a bus and park him in front of the goal, mate. Job's a good one. You and me are not too dissimilar, James. <laughs> I will say, because I know you're going to ask me in return, I'm playing the 5 3 2 oh, formation, which is the classic England 66 versus Germany, the Ooh. greatest team of all time, apparently where um, one of the centre-backs, I believe it was one of the Charltons, mm. floated between the defence and the midfield. So Sounds like Jackie Charlton had a... So, yeah, oh, he would probably play for the midfield anyway, didn't he? So it would have been... So it's technically a 4-1-3-2. Where you've got that buffer zone of falling back for defence, but also pushing forward. That's my formation. Now, I've gone counter-attack. Mine's a counter-attacking formation that the defenders and my defensive midfielder will take the ball and pass it on to the more creative player. So I've gone... You'll see the pattern. I will see it. You'll see it. <laughs> now, I did also go down the part of the bus route where I was looking at Jabba the Hook going and go. <laughs> but, but then I did the maths and the equation and worked out that a standard football goal is is uh, eight foot high uh, and eight yards wide. So it's 2.44 metres high and 7.32 metres long. Now, mm. Jabba the Hook would cover that in length, yeah. but he would leave some of the top corners exposed. And he's only got little arms. And he has only got little arms. He's not very movable. Yeah, so I moved that slug off the pitch. <laughs> and instead, Spider-Man. Do you know what Spider-Man was originally my choice because of his reflexes, man? Yeah, he, he's he got would... spider senses, be tingling. He's quick, athletic, full of energy. Spider-Man can web a goal as well. Mm, that's, just, that's a bit cheating. Is though. it cheating though? Is it cheating? Well, if they're allowed to use powers, then... Spider did it. Okay. 
I can do it. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I did do it. But we've got VAR now, so I'll be able to see him. Bear in mind, you've got a truck on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love the fact that you've got like, got reflexes is quick. Mine will transform into a boss. <laughs> and a truck. <laughs> and it's, oh, a truck. And then stay there for 90 minutes. But does he have the back trailer? No, but he's still big enough. To, well, do you know what? Is he? Is he, James? <laughs> is he? <laughs> I never I'm pretty certain he is, actually. I never, I never understood where the where the trailer comes from because I would be annoyed. If I was Optimus Prime, I was like, I just want to be a truck. And then the trailer would come. You go, why? Yeah. Why the fuck are you front heavy, aren't you, if you're Optimus Prime? It's not the most, yeah. But then again, if you were like, all of them, some of the things that they changed into. Bumblebee's the only one that really makes sense and some of the mm. fighter pilots, the fighter jets. I'd like to point out that the the backup goalkeeper, my substitute goalkeeper, is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Nice. <laughs> Although I think if you kicked it hard enough, you'd that's probably why, that's, that's why, mate, he's only second guess. And also I thought if you've got anyone that does fire, he's pretty fucked. See, my backup goalkeeper was Mr. Fantastic for his stretchy ability. Oh, very nice. So, oh. all right, I'm sticking to my goalkeeper, then Spider-Man. Spider-Man versus Optimus Prime. He'd be, he'd be... All right, I'm all right, you've got you've got the blockage. Yes, but I, I don't have the I've mobility. Got, I've got the uh, if you, athleticism. If technically, if you kick it hard enough, you could smash it through his glass windows. Exactly. Does that mean Optimus Prime? What happens then? Does he go to the NHS or does he go to a mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do the NHS not have them? No, I don't know. Anyway, um, fullback, right back. He's going right to left. Are you? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. My defenders. So I want someone attacking, someone with tenacity, but I also want someone who's not going to be able to like, your forwards, they might be strong and hard. So I need someone who can take them in a fight, but they need to be agil- agility because they need to bomb forward. Agile. Agile, thank you. So they need the agility, but they also need the passion. So I went to Serenity with the actress Summer Gao and I took River Tam, the martial artist Supremo. Mm. What's going to let us down is that when she's not in a Supremo mood, she can be quite... Daisical, go wandering. I imagine she'll play a lot of people on side, mate, mm. but it's a risk I'm willing to take. I like it. Mm. My right back, Furiosa. Nice. From Mad Max. Mm. Tough, mm. a weapon, mm. solid, mm. not good at throw-ins. No. One arm. <laughs> also, also, in FIFA rules, you can't score from a throw-in anyway. You can't. But you need to use two arms to do a correct I was expecting it. Thank you. I was expecting it. Well done, Aaron, for knowing a rule of football. Well done for knowing the dimensions of a goal, though. <laughs> that was nerdy. I can also tell you a regulation size pitch is 105 metres by 68 metres. In the Arsenal hybrid used to have one of the smaller pitches, and Lincoln City, our hometown, had one of the biggest pitches. Ooh. I can also tell you that a game is not allowed to be played unless all four corner flags are in play. Why? It's just a rule. No, okay, fair enough. In the Germany versus um, Germany versus Hungary final in the seventies or something, I think it was the seventies. They could not play the game until they put the four corner flags in. Oh, it's very interesting. This is Lincoln versus uh, Southampton in the Carling Cup because it was the Carling Cup back mm. in then. That's why I learned to swear <laughs> <laughs> when my dad took me. Furiosa, I'm going Furiosa though. I think she'd be vicious. She's, uh, for me, my defense is all about the last line of defense, isn't it? You mm. see, you're 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 on the attack. You've broken through. Who do I want between the goal, Spider Man, and your attacking players? So I have gone Furiosa. I think she would do it. You see, my defense is where I'm going to lose a lot of my discipline because mm. I need some hard men to break up the state of play. Because I imagine your team, I haven't seen it. I don't know what it is. Very intricate passing, short passes. I need some hard men to do some blocking. Mm. So my first central defender. I've gone comic book. I've gone different comic book though. I've gone Sin City. I've gone Marv. Nice. Big. Not fast, but that's why I've got River Tam. So she can do the covering laps because she's very fast. Mm. So I've got Marv as my big, tall as well. When he goes up for header, 
not many people are going to challenge him. Bit of a douche. Is he going to give away a lot of penalties? He is going to give away a lot of penalties, and he's and he's going to get me a lot of red cards. But luckily, I've got I've got someone worse on the bench. <laughs> so because so, I th- I think that's where options prime is going to let in the goal is the penalty. Because I think in a in a fast state of play, mm. it could be quite hard to score past a truck. <laughs> That's just good but point. When, but when it's just you just shooting, I'm I'm hoping my. Well, the thing is, if he has left any corner exposed, he's not going to move because if he moves, I'll go fucking ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to sit there. I wanted to. I mean, the cost of fuel prices at the moment. <laughs> he's not fucking <laughs> moving. Can we do home games? Because I can't afford to transfer him. My um, first centre back, Aragon. Of course you went out of Of course I did. I need a team player, a fighter, someone who's going to hold the line, knows when to push up field, but also knows when to stay. Skillful, resourceful. Mm. I think between him and Furiosa going to and fro, holding that back line so far, I've got it strong. I've got, I've got, I've got that back right corner covered. You have. And do you know what? You have got a perfect balance to my mean team. Because mm. let's be honest, so far, my goalkeeper's kind of cheating and I've got trained killers. <laughs> yes. Right. However... I have, there's a reason why I've done all of this. My second centre-back, mate. Now you're going to go, what? Eh? However, he's got abilities which he will be able to use and he's not bad, so I won't lose discipline for my second central defender who is pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so weird. I nearly put him in my team. <laughs> Purely because he's got the nails, yeah. the, the chains that come out. And also because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't go out there and kill anyone. He only kills specific people when they have opened his box. So I'll close all the boxes, take him away and go, will you play a bit of football? Not fast. But mm. remember, I've got my two, I've got my two, got my two. Might give away penalties again. I don't think he will because- and I think murders are red cards. He won't murder. That's the thing. Unless, unless Aragon opens up a box, mate, Pinhead's not going to go for him. He's going to like, no, I only do it for people open the box. I'll play a bit of football. Also, mostly important here, British from the first world war. So he knows, mate, because he played the Germans in the trenches. Well, Tom Holland is is- British. He was Spider-Man, isn't he? All right. There you go. So I've gone pinhead. And like I say, he's the more level-headed one (laughs) between the He wears a lot of leather. He does wear a lot of leather. And if it's a hot day, that's going to stink. He is, but, you know, he's a demon beast. I've never seen him sweat. And also, also, I've cheated here. If he goes up for a header and a ball pops, he'll break down your your attack. That's true. (laughs) That's true. I genuinely have thought of dickhead tactics (laughs) to slow the game down. My second centre back. Yeah. So I've I've got so Aragon and Furiosa. Mm. Uh I've got Okea, which is Danny Korea's Black Panther character. Ooh. Now she can stop a CGI rhino in Black Panther. Oh, so she'd probably do like Marvel. So, <laughs> Marvel even. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I don't know who you've got coming at me, but she was fierce, mate. If I if it was if this was a war scenario and I mm. needed a backline defense in a war scenario, those those ladies from Black Panther are straight up there. So I know where my problems with my defence are. I know, mate. I know I'm going to have a lot of issues. I'm going to have people giving away needless free kicks. However, I'm not that worried because I've got a truck parked across my goal. So I'm not that worried. So my left back, so I've only got four defenders. Mm-hmm. My left back, I needed someone who's a bit tenacious. Someone who's going to bend the rules a little bit because Marv is still kind of a good guy. River Tam's a good guy. And Pinhead yeah. follows the rules. Unless you open a box, and then, and then to be fair, if you open your box, if you open his box, then, then I'll then, take your skin. Then, then he takes your skin. I'm afraid. So what I really don't actually have is I don't have a bad guy, someone who's going to ruffle it up. Of course, I don't have someone who's actually a law unto themselves. But they need to be quick. They need to be agile. Because I don't know who you've got up front. I haven't seen your team sheet. 
I need someone who could possibly break it. When a referee's not looking, maybe give, uh, give an elbow. Maybe give an elbow or do a roundhouse kick. And inspired by the movie I watched two weeks ago, I've gone the raid. I've gone mad dog. Oh, you got mad dog? <laughs> I've gone mad dog. He's not, he's not gonna get the high ball though, mate. That guy was like five foot one. <laughs> yeah, but that's but he's on the left. And also I've <laughs> yeah, because no one's ever attacked down mate, the right. Have you wing. seen the size of Marv? <laughs> he's fucking huge. So I've gone mad dog to give me that sort of je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Because he might be really good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm for my left back, I've gone for any Jason Statham character. And what I mean by that is they're all the same. So just pick any of them. <laughs> so yeah, I've Jason Statham. It's, it's a fair point. <laughs> same reason. I think most of your attack's going to come from your right, from your right to my left defence. Mm. Do I need someone like Statham? For the, that's, we're so in key. Yeah. For the exact same reason. Someone who's going to give an elbow. Someone who's going to be a bit tough. Someone who knows he's going to have to play the game. But also someone who's going to clear the ball. Now, mm. I think... Statham lobbing it up pitch after reclaiming a tackle versus Mad Dog. Mad Dog's the type that will win the tackle, then eat the ball. <laughs> that is a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> versus Statham, I think would it would we- kick it and then say something like, have it. Weirdly, weirdly, Mad Dog would do better if I sedated him. <laughs> if it, yeah, was, just if a little Mad bit. Dog was a little less, then I think he'd be pretty good, yeah. So yeah, Statham. So, so far, Spider-Man, Furiosa, Aragon... Um, okay, and any Jason Statham character, Jason crank, Statham. fuck it, whoever you want. <laughs> right, ah, but watch out though, because he, he drug tested, mate, like Mr. Season. <laughs> uh, You've got fucking <laughs> pinhead. <laughs> Not on drugs though. <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> That's a good point. So uh, I love the fact that if you had to do a, if you had to do a drugs test, you'd have to change Optimus Prime's oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, um, so I've got Optimus Prime, River Tam, Marv, Pinhead and Mad Dog. Right, I'm moving into my defence now. My Ninja and- midfield. It's, yeah, sorry, I apologise. My midfield, I've got my defensive midfielder, my anchor man, my man who's just going to cover up the balls. However, I need a bit of surprise to break down your attacks. I need to play with your head, mate. I need to get in there. Mm. I need to convince this player that if I win a football game, Skynet might do really good. Also, I want them to change, kind of maybe like change their features so that they could maybe pretend to be one of your players, get the ball passed to them. Turn around, change. I've gone the T1000, mate. I've gone Robert Patrick. I knew you was going to get someone from Tim there. And offline, before we did this episode, we said try not to pick anyone that you've previously picked. So I knew Skynet yeah. was off the table. Skynet, but I don't think I've ever picked a T1000. I don't think you have, no. So I think so, that's a smart choice. I have. He's fast, mate. Fast, very fast. Bit stabby. He's a bit stabby. However, yeah. I'll watch that. But I was thinking, and this this is how I was thinking. It's like he stamps with his arms. Yeah. In the, but we that just because we haven't seen it in film doesn't necessarily mean they can't extend his legs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that and the ability to change persona. So he could turn into Aragon, mate, and have, you know, Furiosa pass him the ball. It just go heart lols, turn around, mate, extend his legs <laughs> and then run off down the pitch. But doesn't he has to touch them or something, doesn't he, to be able to take the shape? Oh, that's a good kill them. He has to touch them, but you know, he could be jostling. It's not illegal to touch someone in football. I'm just saying. He does have to touch their bare skin. So that, you know what? Maybe he wouldn't be able to, he'd be able to do it sometimes. My, so so I've got technically a fifth defender who will push forward into the uh, midfield if needs be. So my central uh, defender slash midfielder is He-Man. I really wish you asked someone had a mouthful of water. For two reasons, <laughs> athleticism. Yep. Second reason is because I don't care who's coming at me. If you see an oiled Dolph Lundgren just in pants <laughs> and, and a, a cape, <laughs> you're going to shit yourself. Could you not just like 
Could you not just like turn him off by going, hey man, how does he turn himself on? <laughs> I have the power. I thought when you just like. No, he always has the power, James, <laughs> okay. in, the, in this game. <laughs> you won't be able to grab hold of him. No shirt tugging because he doesn't wear one. Uh, and he's true. tall, strong, muscular. How is Adonis. <laughs> I'm sure he has to wear a t-shirt. <laughs> Put a t-shirt on Optimus Prime, James. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I concede. <laughs> This is definitely the weirdest episode we've done. We did that so beardies versus baldies. Oh, fuck me. Um, my box-to-box midfielder, someone who's going to run back, play defensive and offensive, mate. I want someone with a lot of legs, a lot of power, will not stop running. Originally, I know I won't tell you why originally, I'll save it for the, save it for the subs bench. Um, so I need someone with stamina, someone who gets shit done, someone who doesn't mind taking control. And I don't think anyone takes more control in the film Kick-Ass than Hit-Girl. I like it. So I like it. I think that's a good point. So I would go for her for her abilities to run back and forth and take command. So are we on the right? Oh, then? she's in the centre. So I've got I've got my one just behind the four and then two in the centre. And then I've got wings. Okay. So I'm gonna start on the right midfield. Okay. So I'm gonna go right to left again. My right midfield, Adonis Creed, Maccabi Jordan. Oh, he was gonna be on my list, you know. Again, athleticism, powerful. He's got that winning attitude, that don't quit. He's got that that you know that only 0.0001% of the population have and that is that winning spirit comes from a pedigree of athletes Mm. I think having Adonis Creed on the pitch is going to do me some good it's going to help me it's going to be a bit of strength I also think although he's a man known for his individualism in sport I think he'd make a good team player yeah Adonis Creed Adonis Creed I can see that now I've got a playmaker, mate. Someone who's going to make the actions happen, make the moves, make the passes that no one else sees. So I need someone who's got a lot of vision, someone who's very creative, mm. someone who can talk other characters into doing really stupid things. And I can't think of a more charismatic negotiator than the man that maybe convinces you to take a pill to leave this custody world, to go live in a shithole for the rest of your life. So I went Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah. <laughs> so... Morpheus, played my Lawrence Fishburne, the great playmaker, mate. And also, mm. because technically it's set in this world, which is the Matrix, he could bend it, but not too much that we're breaking rules. <laughs> He's breaking Interesting. reality. Interesting. <laughs> if I'd gone Neo, I don't think that would have been fair because he'd be able to fly oh, yeah, all over right. the place. He'd be able to stop the ball. Morpheus can do some things. He can jump really far. It's about it, really. <laughs> so for my central midfielder, I went with... And get ready to lose the game now, James, okay, at this point. Uh, my central midfielder is Sergeant Louis Fernandez. Okay. Now, that may, name might not mean anything to you, but let me tell you that Sergeant Louis Fernandez <laughs> was played by Pele in, <laughs> in victory. Pele, how would you describe Pele, James? The greatest footballer of all time. <laughs> That's why he's in my team. I don't know. I've got some pretty good ones coming up. <laughs> Have you got Pele, though? I don't have Pele, but the character he played, though, he wasn't that good. He got injured. No, he did not. <laughs> I don't think I've seen He scored victory. a goal. He scored one goal, but I'm sure at one point the Germans start kicking the shit out of him. Well, to be fair, I mean, under duress, I think. There's a, yeah. So I think if we're going to create a football team, I might as well have the greatest footballer of all time. This is this is like that basketball game when, when it all went down. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, it was Baldies versus and I had Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player. <laughs> it's like, why would I not? Yeah, good point. That's a good point. Um, so I'm starting on my wing now, so this will be my right wing. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 this one's fine. 
Mulan. Mulan, yeah, Mulan. yeah. Because quick, yeah. agile, doesn't take shit from anyone, mm. says that she can't play the game that she loves or fight the war that she wants, <laughs> can play the game that she loves, which is football, you know, stands up for them. Bit of a leader. Mm. My assistant captain, mate. So I've got vice captain. Assistant captain. Where is your captain? Uh, my captain hasn't caught yet because in fantasy, front. in fantasy football, your captain gets you double points. <laughs> so I didn't know how we were doing it. So I've gone for my my strongest player is literally my last player I mentioned. Um, but uh, not a good position to be your captain up front. How's right. he going to communicate with the backfield? Um, Morpheus. Hey? <laughs> Morpheus will like spread the room. Smart option would have been your goalkeeper because he gets to see the whole pitch. Yeah, but Optimus Prime is... My, my plan for Optimus Prime is for him to power down because I'm also going to get into his contract. That'll only pay him when he's awake. <laughs> so he'll actually only get paid travelling <laughs> to him from the games. My left midfielder playing on the left-hand side, who, who will be an attacker as well, is my captain. Centralised position to be able to communicate with the back line and the front line if the, if the game is going wrong. And that is, of course, King Leonardus from 300. You just got a lot of shirtless, sweaty men in your team. That's what sports is, isn't it, James? That's right? a good point. I'm sorry. I can't read a party, James. All right. um, King Leonardus, yep, shirtless, uh, just in his pants. Good at shouting. He's very good at so shouting. So everyone would hear him when he's putting out the, you know. He's he's the worst one, though. For like, if we, I know, I know I've got Marv and Pinhead, but if the referee doesn't make a decision, he's like, he'll kick him down. Well, that's mine. what I was going to say. That's what you say. Has has good kicking skills, as seen in the movie, when he kicks someone in a well. <laughs> has a beard. I put that as a perk. Has a beard. <laughs> good leader. Um, athletic. Yeah, strong. I think uh, King Leonardus. Uh, it's obviously free. Joe Butler from 300 it's free. if he if he can do that with 300 people yeah. or 299 including himself imagine what he can do with 11 men on a pitch James that's that's less yeah but, <laughs> the, but, it, but the stakes are less <laughs> like he's not so, got to take on a fucking army he's just got to take on your 11 it's a good point now this one I'm going to have to use a substitute because if we have <laughs> if we have to use reason my original choice for winger so I've only got two left is that correct yeah, it should have two yeah, So this is so this is my big hole. This is the person that the contract, because they're a greedy person, the contract would be sky high. Mm. However, when you're talking about we need a bit of realism, they wouldn't technically fit in the stadium. But I was thinking winger, winger, smoke from Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to... going to be my mascot. <laughs> but then I thought he might set fire to everyone. But that's, so... For realism, I'm going to substitute him for Sonic the Hedgehog. I've got Sonic. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, Sonic's on my up front as well. Well, then I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to. So this is very creative. However, this is my biggest risk to red cards. I'm going to have to go back to the early 90s, mate. I'm going to have to get Kevin Bacon out and I'm going to have to get all Sebastian Crane from Hollow Man. Oh, do you know, I thought about Hollow Man. I thought about Hollow Man in goal because you'd never know where he is to shoot. Because obviously, Hollow Man's useless with the ball yeah. because he's exactly where the ball is. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and also, how would you pass it to him? Well, that's what I was thinking. That's why he didn't make Hollow Man. Yeah, was, where I, are you? I was thinking if I'm two 0 down, I'll just get him to like shove people <laughs> because because technically not a foul because you could just say, "Well, he tripped. I'm over here." Just like you, the referee would go, "Hollow Man, where are you?" But like, I'm, I'm over here. And also, he, also, what are your rules? Is he has to wear a shirt. So well, you've got to announce him, doesn't it? <laughs> no, Leonardo is he's more than willing to put a shirt on, James. If no, if no. his man will. No, no, he was, no, because that's the whole point. He's just, literally, if literally, you put him in goal, I would have had respect for you. But the fact you put him on the pitch where he's going to be really obvious well, who he is, I've, I've lost to, respect. I'd like to point out Sonic the Hedgehog was originally my choice, but you made me sub the fucker. Because so, I've got Sonic Well, then my... I'm going to keep Schmoke then. 
Right, do you want the dragon or do you want the invisible man? Do I, do I, want, the, do I want the dragon or the murder rapist? <laughs> um, um, oh, I'll have the, it's only fair that I have the invisible man, but you're right. He's going to be good for creative plays, but they won't know where he is. They can't pass him. But what if it's snowing? Well, there you go. They might see him. So I'm st- I'm going to go with him, but I concede yeah. the point that it's a weak point that you that it's a good that side now is weak. But there is an unpredictable like, element. Like, you won't know where he I like, is. I like you like oh yeah. His, his, his strategy will be to knock people over. He's your up front. He no, should be trying to score. He's my. I'm just saying he's the winger, but. What we'll do is we'll change. We won't go for counter-attacking play, man. We'll go route one. Our players will just kick the ball as mm. hard as we can. The only downside is people won't know if he's offside or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So That's true. So I'm going to go with that to play with your head because you won't know where he is, so you'll have to have more players defensively. There you go. There's tactics, mate. Somehow, originally, it was a dragon because fuck you trying to mark a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you trying to put a T-shirt on a dragon. <laughs> So I did, I had Sonic up front as well. So if we're going to take him off again, obviously I wanted him for his speed and his energy. So instead, if I'm going to sub him out, I'm going to put in Ethan Hunt. Obviously Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. You do do go back. You do like that Ethan Hunt, don't you? Ethan Hunt, because if you've got to execute a plan, if you've got to get it done, and also if there's three seconds left, he will score that goal in that time. Good leader as well. So if anything happens to King Leonardus, he would take the armband. He would then become the leader. Tom Cruise as well. It sprints, mate. Mm. He's a fast runner. He would give you a T1000 and run for his money. He would. So I'm going to, I'll sub then Sonic out and I'll bring in Ethan Hunt instead. So I've got one more attacker. Right. My captain, my all time goal scorer, my top dog. Sorry, just, just, just made myself laugh. <laughs> Played by Shooter, Poacher, Walker, Dakota, Tango. The game we love, football, can be played by anyone. That's what we love most about it. I've picked a striker that embodies that message. Someone that was told that they couldn't play football. Someone, was, someone, someone who was told that you don't belong here. Someone who's not only mastered this sport, but has mastered other sports. My upfront striker, my go-to, my captain, Buddy from Air Bud World Football. <laughs> And I'd like to point out as well, the reason I picked him is because there's no way, none of your defence, because they're all good guys, they're not tackling a dog. <laughs> they're not two-footing him and breaking his ankles. I've played you, man. I've, I've played you. And also, fuck you, because guess who I've got as a substitute? Someone who's get the crowd on their side and you wouldn't touch fucking Stuart Little as my substitute striker. <laughs> because again, little things can do big things, mate. As that film taught us, I, so weird. I was going to put Beethoven over on my team, but I couldn't figure out how I'd do it. And oh. you've actually then gone and put a dog on your team. Yeah, because you won't. For Furiosa, mate, she talks a big game, but she's not going to break the ankles of a dog. Or just bring a stick. Not allowed, mate. <laughs> You're allowed chains and shit, but no sticks. My uh, goal scorer, mm. number one goal scorer. It pains me to put this person on the pitch because I'm not a fan of the act. Well, I'm not not a fan, but I'm very middle of the road with yeah. this guy. But I needed someone who never misses. Colin Farrell. So Colin Farrell, bullseye. Yeah, uh, get him the ball. He's never going to miss. So if there is one opening, a tiny opening against Optimus Prime, he will never miss. Because true. again, bullseye, it's not just about his fingers and his shooting and his knives. It's the whole body. It is the whole body. So I, I think... Uh, surprisingly I did pretty good on that because I thought this was going to be a shoo-in because you know the game yeah but also it's a fun game <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't really matter too much I, don't know, I think you lost it with the dog I think I've won it with the dog who's your defenders 
Furiosa. Yeah, she, Aragon. Right. Aragon took out armies. Aragon's not going to take out a dog. That golden retriever, he's going to go, he's going to stroke him. He fell in love with that horse on that film set. Who's your other one? I mean, Aragon might ride him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but be, then he gets sent off. Mate. Jason Statham. Now, if you want, if you wanted anyone on this bitch who's going to kick a dog, it doesn't matter. Kick a dog dead. It doesn't matter because this is how the game would play out. Mad dog and Statham, mate, sent off within thirty seconds. <laughs> They'd That's be true. gone. They'd be gone. Leonardo's mate, he's not going to stick around, is he? He'll, he'll, he'll take a dog out. He man. He man. Where does he get his protein on a tourney? Probably dogs. So I'm just saying, mate. Well, this is all happening. Marv, mate, he's making mincemeat of him. Not even mentioning River Tan, mate, bombing down the left wing. I'm going to give you River Tan, but I also think Marv, if he's not of his best interest, if he gets bored. I'll tell him I'll tell him it's what angels used to play. <laughs> mm. There you go. It's like all things, mate. This was always going to happen. There was never going to be a clear win. <laughs> like all things, we've just wasted everyone's time. I'm just saying, though, Airbud was the first name on the, on the sheet. And I fucking ingenious when I was like, Stuart Little. <laughs> Stuart Little. I did have, as a box to box originally, someone who's going to run and take instruction. And it pained me so much that I removed them. Forrest Gump. Yeah, I was looking for a scum because I wanted speed. Yeah. So I wanted someone who, that person on the pitch who maybe hasn't got the finesse, yeah. but without a run. And Forrest Gump was there, but then I thought, well, we'll just have Sonic then. <laughs> like that's <laughs> just, that's kind of where that thought that's, went. That's where I went, yeah. You know, I mean, you could have had the Flash, could have had all sorts. But yeah, then exactly. that's the thing, you could have been really silly. I think, you, so, mate, if you had Superman and Go, you wouldn't need 10 other players. Well, that's what I mean. If you're too silly with this and you put Luke Skywalker on there and you put Darth Vader and all this kind of stuff, it just gets silly. It's... The idea, it's a bit unknown, isn't it? That was the that was the plan. It was a yeah. couple of characters that don't spring straight to mind. You're not, you're not expected to see He-Man, is you? No, you're not expected to see He-Man at all. You're not expected to see Pinhead in defense playing the offside trap. And no. you're not expecting Aragon to two-foot tackle record a retriever when he's, when he's one-on-one with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd like to point out, if that was a Marvel What If series, I'd fucking watch the shit out of that. Greatest movie not ever made. <laughs> Well, let's just hope the World Cup at the end of the year is as fascinating as yes. this. Uh, predictions for the World Cup? Um, I probably enjoy myself. I don't think it's never going to be England's year. No, I, I get swept <laughs> up in the mania, and obviously with the Euros, with England making the final, I made the I made the mistake of being in Scotland at the time, mm. so I had to pretend I was not English for the whole time being yeah. in Edinburgh because they were rooting for the Italians. Um, I, I like it. I, I like the fact, I don't like the fact where it's there. I don't like the, you know, the history of abuses that start to happen, but ultimately it's happening now. Mm. Get behind the team. And I like, it's fun. I never take it too seriously. If England lose in the grand scheme of things, I, who cares? It's a well, fun. We'll do the same. We've got a good group, you know, we've yes. got USA, is it Scotland? And... Uh, no, it could be Scotland, Wales or Ukraine. Those still have to play a playoff to meet each other. Yeah. Uh, and Iran. And Iran, yeah. So all old friends. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But then again, it's in a climate, you know, England's got acclimatised. Yeah. You look back historically, we've not done well with the African World Cups and the, the hot climates. Yeah. And it's it's going to be it's gonna be a weird one. Like, I'm looking forward to it being a Christmassy type thing, like a winter thing. I think it's going to be different. It's going to be odd cool. watching these hot games and sweating their yes. asses off. And, whilst, whilst we'll have a blizzard. And are they playing later in the evenings for it to be cooler? Yes. And England's playing on the first day because there's more teams and there's less stadiums, so they all have to play more games per yeah. day. So I, I, that's the thing with football. When I watch it, particularly the the things that I love, I love like, you know, like Japan in the World Cup where the spectators clean the stadiums afterwards mm. and the players cleaned the changing room. Yes. You know, and, and stuff like that. And I love the the the, the bringing together of nationalities and, and like sports does, there's an arena of bringing people together um, for the love of the sport. I just think one thing I have learned in my older life is that to say that England is 
you know, the mob mentality and the gang relatedness that is everywhere. Like mm. it, I've got friends, mm. I've got a very close friend who's from Italy who says, if you think it's bad in the UK, you should see it in Italy. Like some of the, particularly the Milan teams going head to head. It's ugly. It's violent. It's horrible. Um, you know, so, but what, certainly English and world press really, really those few idiots that do do horrible things from the yeah. England team and all, all uh, this welcome to learn. Germany, Sweden, they've all got hooligan fans yes. that are there to disrupt the city, the host city. I don't think it's going to happen in Qatar. No, I don't think there's going to be the scenes that you normally see in Europe of bloody don't chairs and tables and restaurants being <clears throat> turned upside down. But English papers and world newspapers certainly make a spectacle of finding that that horrible incident yeah. and really fucking churning it out that the English once again are the embarrassment of the world. And it is embarrassing and I'm not, and I'm not sticking up for it, but I do like to think the older I get that it's, there are fewer idiots that do that than there are those that truly love the game. What I'd like most about that kind of culture that you're talking about now is that it is done. And I went to my first football game with my dad to local ground. And then for an entire year, we tried to do every, we tried to do every stadium that was in the Premier League. So go to like, Carrow Road, which is in Norwich, and watch them play Ipswich, and then go to, and then we tried to do that. We only got around to like sixteen. Was pretty cool. Weirdly, one of the ones we didn't go to was Carrow Road. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned it, but it's something that you can take your kids to now. And then as you and I have been discovering lately as well, is ice hockey is an absolutely phenomenal sport yeah. where you can actually go and do everything. But the World Cup, I think, is always kind of special because it's only every four years. They're yeah. talking about doing it every two years, which would destroy it no, for me because. No. It's it's the fun that even if you don't like football, I know a lot of people don't like it. You know they they don't like the the fever pitch, but it is quite fun. Everyone getting together and supporting one team for ninety minutes, and it, Every, and, and that's what sport is for the spectatorship exactly. of sports. And you think right back to gladiatorial like Roman times to distract and to entertain the masses. And you know we need that now more than ever with with wars that are going on and with pandemics and. You know, horrible things in the news. I, I do get behind a big sport event. You know, I didn't the Olympics this year. I just, I just, I it was, it was the timing. Too, yeah. It was, it was too early in the morning or too late at night. And you, by the time you woke up, it's like the gold medals were done. Yeah. But I am looking forward to, although I don't class myself as a football fan, I do get behind the football. It's a, I sit down with my dad, my brothers, whoever wants to watch it. And I do watch it and I do want it to be good. Yeah. As you should. So. Right then. That's our show, I believe, this week. Oh no, I've got two more films. You've got two more films. I was going to say, I thought that was a bit short. Uh, right, two more films. So, saw two indie darling movies this week. One is called Joe Bell. Yes. Which is a movie that is now on Amazon Prime. It's a 90 minute feature. It's from 2020. It stars Marky Mark, Mark Warburg. Oh no. It's directed by uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green. It's a true life story. Now, I don't know. I I remember th- this story when it, when it came out. So it's not from too far ago. And it's... Um, it's about a young boy in it, Jaden Bell, played by Reed Miller in this case. Really good performance as well. Really found myself gravitating towards his performance. Very charismatic, very, you know, so very kind of heartwarming kind of character. Mm. Um, Jaden is gay and he's not accepted for his life choices, uh, which ultimately lead to him taking his own life. Oh, fuck. Uh, he's at high school uh, and then his dad goes on a walk across country in memory, but also to spread the words of, you know, uh, anti-bullying by acceptance because he himself maybe didn't accept his son for his life choices. So it's they, more about for him as well. Though. Yeah. So it's, for him, it's about retribution. It's about 
forgiveness. It's about learning, developing, you know, that the physical feat of being able to achieve this will make him a better person. Now, that's to say, now we'll say, you know, from this, that um, Joe Bell, which is the dad character, Mark Warburg character in this, um, he... It's not that he's not homophobic. He just doesn't agree with his son's yeah. choices. So I think that's very important to say. He's not, you know, in this, he's, he's you know, he's, it's all, you know, it's your choice, you know, but he is well, against it. He could have been more supportive. Could have done a bit extra. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when Jaden, for example, joins the cheerleading team instead of the football team, uh, and he's practicing his cheers in the front yard, you know, it, Joe, Mark Wilber's character will go out and he's like, get out, get around back. Don't, I don't want the neighbours seeing you. You know, yeah. it's your choice. You do what you do, but I have to live in this neighbourhood. So that kind of thing. So, um, and that's no spoiler that's in the trailer that is the concept of the movie that's you know it happens quite early on in the film you do get from the word go that that's what this movie is about and it is part um, uh, it's uh, kind of when he's on the roads Jaden joins him so he gets to have conversations with his son on the road as well from a kind of afterlife perspective so the conversations are very much like what he should have been saying to his son all oh yeah so I did like the movie. It's 90 minutes long. It's got some good also um, supporting cast members. Gary Sinise comes into it in the third act and he steals the scenes. He just like, comes in being Gary Sinise and just steals it. I don't understand. How, how is he the villain in this? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Connie Britton's in it as well. Um, She's brilliant. She's so consistent. Yeah. She might be the most consistent actor as well. It's not a perfect movie. It, it, it's a movie that tackles a very... It's a story that needs to be told, I think. And, th- and this is the real shocking thing is that you know, we're in 2022 and these movies are still relevant because this still goes on and people not being uh, accepted for their life choices and instances like this do happen. Um, so it's a movie that does need to be made and hopefully it gets to the point where it doesn't need to be made because it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. But there are some, there are a few minor things I have issue with and that is one, I mean, the movie's Joe Bell. It's about the dad and certainly and, it's about the son, you know, that, yeah. that, and, and, I get what they did. It's interesting. It's about the, and the dad does go on a journey and there is an arc there. And there is, you know, there's a, um, there is a story to be watched in Joe Bell's uh, walk across the country and the work that he does to, you know, go to schools, anyone that will listen, he'll talk to. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. But it is still very much about the son. So I think that in a 90 minute movie where you don't get a lot of screen time, because you've got to have in in the film of this context, you've got to have scenes of, Mark Wahlberg walking the long road. Yes. You know, the montage scene of him, you know, the facial hair getting more and more, the blisters on the feet swelling, you know, the going through uh, sand, wind and snow on this journey. You have to do them scenes. So it means that you get less and less of the reason why he's doing it. Yeah. And there's therefore in a 90 minute film, it does have a bit of an imbalance. And I probably would have wanted to see more of um, Jaden, um, in this case, by played by, played excellently by Ree Miller. So it's a good movie. It's, and also, it's not going. This is going to sound really weird. It's not going for an Oscar. Mm. It kind of keeps itself contained in the sense that it's it's not about awards and and it's not about Mark Wahlberg being recognised. It's about telling the story. So actually, I've never. I'm not. I'm not always been the kindest to Mark Wahlberg in this. I've never been horrible to Mark Wahlberg, but I've never really been like, oh, he's a great actor. He's you know, it's Mark Wahlberg. Other guys, great movie, but yeah, other yeah, than yeah. that, you know. And I do think Mark Wahlberg got the memo, knew what he needed to do with this film. The story was bigger than the performance. And so I'll take me out to it. But Joe Bell is on Amazon. So it is the kind of movie that um, it's not one to sit down with, you know, your uh, popcorn on a Friday night. But if you're a film lover and you do like cross-country movies, this film may be for you, but it is a very good film and it's a very sad film. So that is Joe Bell. 
The other one I want to talk about is North Hollywood. Have you seen this? Do you know it? No. I've, I've wanted to watch this film for ages. When it came out, the trailers for it, it's a love letter to skateboarding. Um, I so I. Why do you I, think I've seen this film? <laughs> no, because because you watch film. <laughs> oh, you watch fucking the three rise of the foot soldier movies in a week, and you're not a footballer again. Are you a footballer again? No, but there's there's five rise of the foot soldiers. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then. Okay, so um, North Hollywood is a indie um, movie that. Uh, it's directed by Mikey Alfred. It stars a guy called Ryder McLaughlin. It's also got uh, Miranda Cosgrove in it, you may know from memes. She's in iCarly I, 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 and a lot of those kind of shows growing up. And then became that meme of, you know, like sat at the computer with a kind of, you know, this is yes. like me 10 years ago, me now. So yeah, so, so she's <laughs> fucking famous as a meme. But anyway, North Hollywood. Also stars Vince Vaughn as well. Um, oh, there it, you go. It's this real indie drama about this kid who... Um, is coming to the end of school and he has to make a decision about going off to college, you know, what he's going to do with his life. Um, th- sorry, this is Michael. You know, his dad is a labourer, you know, he's had the hard life, wants the best for his son, wants more for his son than what he had. Just checking out the meme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, and, um, you know, really wants him to push and pursue a life of education and, you know, going down that route. Mm. Whereas his love, his ambition, his passion is in skateboarding. Um, and he wants to become a pro skater. So yeah. it captures wonderfully. I really like this movie. I, like I say, when, it, when I saw the trailer, I've wanted to watch this for the longest time. It's now out on Sky Cinema um, on that TV. It captures that very that fundamental point in your life you know, when you're finishing school and it's that what next, that big leap into the unknown of what do you do. Which a lot of things fail at doing. There's a, there's a TV series that you grow up with are usually the worst of that. They kind yeah. of miss the point where you go, well, what next? And this does it brilliantly because it battles, you know, friendships and, you know, the the small arguments that can cause big rift between friendships. The love interest, it's not just the token love interest. It's actually, there's, there's genuinely something there blossoming and blooming. And do you stick around for it or do you go and live your life, you know, because it's the unknown in that as much as your career path. You've got the dad who wants the best for his son, but he's actually pushing him away because of how heavy handed he's been yeah. with it. And then at the center of it, you've got skateboarding. This is a love letter to skateboarding. There are whole montage sequences of kids hanging out at skate parks and at schools on the weekend and, um, you know, just, just skating. Just yeah. Getting, yeah. And falling, you know, it's not landing every cool trick. You know, there are montages of, you know, uh, people jumping down steps or grinding down rails you know, and bailing and falling off it. And it, because that's part and parcel of it. It's not, it's not fictionalizing skateboarding. Yeah. And it also glamorizing the, the, the companionship of skateboarding. I grew up when I was a teenager, I did, I did have a skateboard I, and I hung around with people that were skateboarders. And like, I used it more as a mode of transport to get to town. <laughs> I couldn't do any tricks on it, but I liked skateboarding. I liked skateboarding cultures. Tony Hawk's, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The games were massive when I was growing up. And brilliant. And this <laughs> really transported me back. The sound of the grinding on, on curbs, you know, the sound of like ollieing on concrete, the um, the running away from the security guards, you know, because they shouldn't be on the side that they're on, yeah. you know, the, the waxing the curb, you know, before you grind on it and stuff. It really, really was a love letter to skateboarding as much as it was this indie drama. And Sounds I really cool. captured it really well. In a 90-minute film, a lot happens in this 90 minutes. Um, and I thought it was really, really well played by everyone in it as well. It's it, it's a really, really good movie. So my film this week, I wanted to say Nightmare Rally, but actually North Hollywood's North Hollywood. my film this, you know, this week. You, you talked about it quite passionately that even I'm interested. 
It is good. And Vince Vaughn plays the dad really well in it. Cause it's a bit, it's kind of like, can you remember in Juno when um, J.K. Simmons was the dad? Yes. And you're like, fuck, it's J.K. Simmons. Brilliant. You know, and it's, he knew the role. He knew what he needed to do. Juno's a movie I keep meaning to go back to because of also Jason, um, yeah, Jason Bateman's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't play Jason Bateman. No, he, he plays. He genuinely plays a different character. Yeah, plays um, an asshole, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's well. He plays someone again. Yeah, yeah. A, a turning point in his life, but yeah, North Hollywood. If you get a chance, if you grew up in skateboarding, or if you don't know anything about skateboarding, this will this will hold your hand and take you through it. It is good. What I really liked about it as well. Sorry to keep going on about it, but there's like a scene where he kind of falls out with his friends Yeah, that felt so organic. It was just like, <laughs> just like when we fall out. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like you come, no, cause this, no, so we are now adults, but as a kid, it, it, it are you coming out tonight? No, I can't. I'm for, I, I've got to do something. And then later on that evening, you're like, Oh fuck it. I'm going to go out. And then your mates catch you. And you're like, I thought you said you couldn't come out. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, it's not like that. And it's like, it just felt really real. It felt like people with lived experience made this film. Fair enough. So yeah, North so, Hollywood, really, really good. So it tackles quite quite a few things. You said it's only 90 minutes yeah, left. Yeah, Jesus. and it covers loads. It, it, it's really good. It's got a really good central performance by Ryder uh, Laughlin, who, who must come from a skateboarding background because the guy lands tricks, you know. It's, Fair enough. It's not like, you know, when you hear about um, Adrian Brody, like becoming a grade seven piano player for the, the pianist or... Just he, someone who naturally has got it. And yeah. He's doing just, ollies and shit. Yeah, he just... He, he you can tell I'm not a skateboarder. <laughs> You know, do you know? No. Mate, is Ollie's even real? Yeah, you yeah, can Ollie. And you, and you, that's what you used to do. You used to Ollie between tricks in the Tony skateboarding too, yeah. so you could keep your combo up. As soon as I knew about it, but I, I used to, um, I, you know, I used to knock about with like skateboarders and stuff, and really ad- admired them, you know, for for the because it is a, such a great skill, and you need balls of steel mm. to pull off some of the tricks that they do. Um, but I just remember them days, you know, like this is why I really like the movie. It was really transportive of going back to like just hanging out with people yeah. without a care in the world and just, you know, you you spend all day in a location while everyone was having skating or just hanging out, listening to music. This is when I evolved into listening to a lot of the music that I listen to now. And it just really transported me back to then of, oh my God, you were depressing the piss out of me. <laughs> no, but it just, no, I know what you mean. It's transporting you back to that, that time, you know, like, like summer afternoons, you know, where this guy, you know, it's, it's seven o'clock and you just sat mm. there. You sat there with friends. You're not necessarily talking. Everyone's doing their own thing. You yeah. might be listening to music whereas your best mates doing tricks and stuff, but, but you're just, just there that, together. Just kind of that, that, that content feeling mm. that you've got, which as an adult, you never feel again. You never feel it again. <laughs> it goes, doesn't it? It goes now for kicks. You have to create football teams that are fictional characters. But back then you're just content with sitting with people and being with a group, a community, uh, you know, your, your gang. Um, and I mean gang in a, in a, in a friendly term, but, the film I'm going to talk about next week, though, that captures that really well is, uh, uh, is um, what's it called? I, I've just watched it this afternoon, uh, Metal Lords or Lord of Metal. Oh, okay. The new Netflix movie. Oh, well, I'll that talk, talk about that next week. But yeah, North Hollywood's my film this week. Joe Bell was really good. Nightmare Rally uh, is, is good as well. So three, actually, three good movies. This well, week. Yeah, that's not wrong. And you've got a gauntlet of matches. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about uh, Orville. You've talked about Peacemaker. Yeah. So I was the small screen. So I might go big screen. Do all positives this week. It's very positive. There you go. So next week, the worst bastards in Hollywood. <laughs> Let's uh, let let's let, let us know who you think is uh, who won the football match. We'll put both our teams online, yeah. and, and then uh, in this fictional match, not only who would win, but what, what would the score would be? <laughs> who would get the first red card? And please listen to the episode fully and understand my reasonings behind some of it. Yeah, <laughs> Mad Dog, Mad Dog is definitely up for the first red card. Yeah, he's not going to get out of the changing room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, that is our show for this week. Thank you for joining us. As always, like, subscribe. You get a new episode each and every week in your inbox early on a Monday morning for you to listen at your pleasure. Really does mean the world to us if you download, if you share, if you tell a friend, if you leave a review, all them things really help. All right, and uh, we just love you. We Thank do. You. Well done for being you. Yeah, we love you. Take care of yourself. Ring someone you haven't spoken to in a long time. Oh, that's lovely. Maybe we should end every episode like that. Recycle. 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 Recycle, Recycle. Do that. Well Save done. the fact we've only got one. Well done. If you're, if you're lucky enough to still have your grandparents, go see them this weekend. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh. And do you know what? If, if you haven't, make yourself a nice sandwich and have a cup of tea. Sit outside while the weather's nice. Enjoy it. Because, Bake something. Oh. It's a lost art baking. Say hello to a stranger. Not unless they're, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they look right, say hello. If not, Maybe move away. <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. Pick up your dog shit. <laughs> yeah, seriously, actually, do pick that that last one. I was coming around, someone's left a massive, yeah, pick up your dog shit. <laughs> Don't see you later. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>